0: Welcome to Help, Help, I'm I'm Obsessed obsessed with with the the Enneagram, a podcast where we discuss the lives of fictional characters to avoid obsessing over our own. This week, we're talking about the Game of Thrones series. But before we get into that, who are we and what the heck is an Enneagram? Kyle, take it away.
1: Hi, I'm Kyle, um, and I'm a Type 4 on the Enneagram, and my pronouns are he, they. The Enneagram is an ancient personality typing system that has nine types. The Type 1, the Reformer. Type 2, the Helper. Type 3, the Achiever. Type 4, the Romantic. Type 5, the Observer. Type 6, the Loyalist. Type 7, the Enthusiast. Type 8, the Challenger and Type Nine, the Peacemaker. Um, there are more nuances involved in that, um, but we can get into more details of those as and when they come up.
0: And my name is Catherine, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a type 5, and I am an aspiring screenwriter. I have an MFA in screenwriting from Boston University. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're basically just going to analyse a TV show or a film every week and chat about what type we would put the characters into.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Hello and welcome back to Help! I'm Obsessed with the Enneagram. And this week we are on the second episode. We've done a bumper double episode of the Game of Thrones characters. So if you haven't listened to the other episode, Go back and give it a listen, um, where we talked about all of the Stark family. This week, we're going to be talking about all the other main characters in Game yeah, of Thrones. Anyone but the Starks. Who are not a Stark.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think that's... We'll yeah, I don't think we it. need to
1: re-summarise Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. um, if you're on part two, then... If you if you're not sure what Game of Thrones is, just go and listen to part one because we at least explain vaguely what Game of Thrones is, but also we're about to give heavy spoilers. Oh
0: yeah, cross those. If you don't know what Game of Thrones
1: is, like maybe give it a watch. Yeah. Before you listen to this, but if you're never going to watch it and you just want to hear us chat about the characters for whatever reason, listen away. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So let's get into the characters.
1: Yeah, who do you want to start with?
0: Should we start with Cersei?
1: Okay, cool. So, yeah, I'd love to start with Cersei.
0: Cersei Lannister. is She's, like, a former... Kind
1: of a badass. She
0: is kind of a badass. <laughs> like, initially, at the beginning of the series, she is queen of the Seven Kingdoms. She's married to yeah. Robert Baratheon, who is the king. Yeah, um, queen via marriage. And... She has two children who are next in line, and three. Oh, three children. Oh, yeah, of course she does. <laughs> I was like, just- you're
1: forgetting one child.
0: She's sent away. So I forgot yeah, she's about sent
1: her. away and then dies. Yeah. So like, <laughs> she's not. Ch- really. Well, she has
0: two children. She has two boys. That yeah. are next, and well, yeah,
1: I think she doesn't really acknowledge her third child. So. No, they send
0: they send her daughter <laughs> off to get married to Dornish prince, and yep, she and unfortunately then she gets dies
1: by the Dornish people.
0: Yeah, um, but basically, yeah, throughout the series, a lot of her deal is that she wants to hold on to her throne, or that mm. uh, she is encouraging her sons to rule, or she wants to rule on their behalf if they're mm. too young to rule or to advise them in some way so she's kind of desperately struggling to hold on to her throne via mm. her sons throughout the series
1: mm. um yeah.
0: so yeah what type do you think Cersei Lannister is okay
1: so Cersei was actually my most difficult character this week uh, to type so I to be honest at in the end just kind of relatively arbitrarily picked one of the two types that I was in between. Okay. So, but then I like did some more thinking about it after I picked that type. And I was like, no, I think I've picked the right type. So I typed Cersei as a type three, the Achiever. So I did this because she kind of believes she is the best. She cares a lot about like position and power and being on top. She, yeah, kind of feels entitled to inherit the crown. She sees herself as her family's true heir, even though she's a female and she has two brothers. She's like, kind of a complete narcissist yeah <laughs> uh, Ultimately, like she has an incestuous relationship with her twin brother mm. that she basically only maintains while her brother agrees with everything she says. Yeah, and then yeah, there's a lot of, kind of power play going on in that relationship. Yeah, kind of a bit creepy with her kids because she just essentially sees them as like extensions of herself, much yeah. like her father saw of her. But ultimately, deep down i think she is super insecure and she kind of hates herself and i saw someone describing her saying that she hates her own femininity mm. and that she kind of wants to be masculine and i was between a type three and a type eight and the differences between them is deep down type threes feel shame and are ashamed mm. whereas type eights deep down feel anger and I think that Cersei is more ashamed of herself than like angry at the world. Yeah, I think she's a bit self-centered rather than self-assured. And I think ultimately she's motivated by value and being valued, rather than by just overall power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think. Yeah. Well, she, she gets her
0: really contr- She seems to get her value from her power
1: yeah exactly. um, yeah she's focused on her self image she's critical of others. other people don't really like her <laughs> um, <laughs> but ultimately she's like not honest with herself, and I think that's why I went for three rather than eight because eights are so sort of they don't really give a shit about other people, yeah. Because they're so self-assured and like, yes, I know what I'm Yeah, and she
0: does really Whereas she's like,
1: I need other people to be like, yes, you are doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, she does.
1: What were your thoughts?
0: I also type Cersei as a type three.
1: (gasps) Oh, okay. Um,
0: I did dabble a little bit in other types that we'll chat about in a minute, probably when it comes to her wing. Mm. But yeah, mainly for the same reasons that you did that she is uh ambitious she's status conscious she is like desperately trying to hold on to power she is concerned with what other people think of her even though she kind of gives off this outward energy a lot in the show and the Mm. books that she doesn't care what anyone thinks but like privately she very much does especially Mm. when it comes to like people she actually cares about like her sons and like her relationship with Jamie is something like she desperately cares about but never wants to Mm. admit to him yeah so I thought yeah because she wants to to be admired and she wants to feel yeah valuable and feel like she is still worthwhile. I went for a type 3. I think they do a lot of really interesting stuff in the show. Between her character and Marjorie Tyrell's character. Yes. Where she definitely feels displaced. By this younger mm. more beautiful woman who's coming in. And something that I really loved in the books. When I was reading her about her character. Is um, this does come up in the show. But they kind of focus less on it whether it's in the books it's like something that Cersei like ruminates on in her private time Mm. a lot which is that when she is a little girl um she goes to uh, like a fun fair or something like that and she meets this witch who uh tells her her future and in Mm. the like prophecy that she tells her the witch says that the like the king will have 20 children but Cersei will only have three and she says like (laughs) gold will be their crowns which Cersei Mm -hmm. interprets to mean like cool they're gonna be the king's children but actually we know that like gold is just the color of their hair because they're her brother's Mm -hmm. children and that that they will all die like pretty early and she Mm -hmm. asks like if she'll be queen one day and the witch says she will for a time but she will be replaced by another younger, more beautiful who would cast you down and take all you hold dear. So mm. that's, I think, why Cersei is so on edge. Yeah. Whenever, like, anybody knew, like, whenever Sansa appears, Cersei's like, who, who, who the Sansa. fuck are you? Whenever Marjorie appears, she's like, who the yeah. fuck are you? She's like, I desperate mean, not to be Yeah. <laughs> she's like, desperate Whoops, not to be. The queen. <laughs> not to be replaced by anybody Um, and like also the way that she sort of relates to men and to the men that she chooses Mm. to marry Mm. because she never marries Jamie but like there's stuff early in the first couple of seasons with her and Sansa where she like essentially gives Sansa advice on how to deal Mm. with like being with a man and she's just very much like yeah get over your fairy tale notions like open your legs and have a have a baby like get on with it because that's what you need to do for him to value you and for you to be important enough to stay around which like completely shatters Sansa's notions of her like Sansa has this whole thing of like (laughs) she wants to be like loved and I think Cersei would rather be feared as a ruler than loved
1: Mm. 100% 100% yeah I think ev- I agree with everything you're saying like yeah it's kind of everything I had in my notes and one thing that like finally solidified it for me was uh it's from the wisdom of the Enneagram by Don Richard Risso and Russ Hudson which is uh the first Enneagram book I bought um it's a thick old uh book But it has the varying levels of healthiness and unhealthiness. Mm -hmm. And I think we can both agree that Cersei is kind of (laughs) at her most unhealthy, essentially for the entire show. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and this is kind of what solidified it for me. So it says at the most unhealthy for a type three and bearing in mind for any type threes listening this is like you couldn't be at your worst level like this isn't like oh you're having a bad day this is like everything in your life has like collapsed and you're like on the edge of like the ultimate stress that you could ever be at Mm -hmm. um so please don't take it to (laughs) heart if you are a type three um most people are in like average levels and are doing relatively okay (laughs) but it says unhealthy threes feel that there is nothing they can do to win the positive attention of the people whose approval they need and may lose control of their repressed hostility and rage Mm. so and i think that's where we see where i was like considering eight-ish tendencies was because she goes to this place of like hostility and rage yeah she starts sort of just acting rather than trying to get people's approval she's just like fuck this i'm going full ham and blows up a fucking church yeah they seek revenge on real or imagined tormentors attempting Mm -hmm. to bring down whoever they feel has rejected them and, like, yeah. I think we see that with Cersei time and time again.
0: I think especially in the last season, like, she basically... She doesn't do that much in the last season. Not really. <laughs> She's basically sitting sitting on her balcony with a glass of wine most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lena Headley getting that paycheck. <laughs> but it's Lena. also... I think that is her... She basically, at that point, like, she can't even walk out onto the streets. Yeah. It's, like, a common problem with the Lannisters. Is like, they're meant to be kings and queens of this city and they can't even go out into their mm-hmm. own city because the locals hate them so fucking much. Yeah. That she has completely, like, retreated back into the safe place of the castle yeah. and has surrounded herself with, like, guards that will protect her well, all and costs. people
1: who will just say yes to her, basically. Yeah. So where do we think... Where do you feel like her wing is? Because I've got I my own thoughts.
0: think that she is a wing four. Oh,
1: me too. <laughs> um,
0: Because, like, initially, whenever I was thinking about types, I did think about whether she was a type four for, like, half a minute. Mm. Because I think... I, don't, I think if she'd had a better childhood <laughs> and, like, been, like, raised better, like, if she'd actually been given any sort of, like, you know, sense of, like, creativity or uh-huh. self-worth, maybe she would have a slightly different personality. <laughs> because, like... Not to say that there's anything
1: like, wrong with threes, but threes at their no, worst no. are...
0: yeah. And yeah, like I think we've talked about this on the podcast before about how threes seem to come up a lot as like villains mm. of shows, and I think that's probably just because they have that ambitious streak.
1: Yeah, it's easy in their personality. to personality ambition like villainous.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I did wonder if she was a four initially because like when she is happy mm. and like content, which we don't see her happy and content that no. much, but like when she is she is very much like she allows herself to be in her emotions Mm -hmm. and is like happy to see the beauty in things Mm -hmm. like she does definitely like love her children very much like that's something that's like remarked a lot in the series and in the books is like that she is like if nothing else she's a very like good mother like mm. she she might not be like a good wife or a good ruler but like she cares about her kids mm. 110% probably to their detriment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's like came down on type four yeah rather than she's not she's not going out of her way to help anyone no and i don't type think two, yeah, she? she's
1: not <laughs> yeah. trying to like give off that idea either but yeah i think at her best she is able to like if if her best is only reflected when she's around her children because to be honest i think it is you can kind of see that she sees the best in them maybe to their detriment and even to her own detriment at times yeah i mean joffrey is a maniacal twat and uh she kind of refuses to see that because she just wants him to be the best and sees him as sort of lords him above all else um but yeah i think yeah a wing four makes sense for me yeah it's kind of more introspective as well and yeah that makes sense to me okay yeah cool so Next, that means we come to your fave, Jamie. Jimmy Lannister.
0: People probably listening at home were like, Jamie is your favourite character? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> it's fine. I revealed like, he Sans does is my favourite Like, in the week.
0: show, he does some dodgy shit. Like, he... I think he's my favorite character because I think he is one of the most complicated characters on the show. Mm, like he does so much horrible stuff. He kills people. He sexually assaults women. Like he is not in any <laughs> binds like a perfectly good person. No. He, yeah, he has this incestuous relationship with his sister. Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. But like weirdly with all of this crap, he does also have this like thing of wanting to be better. Mm. Like, and I don't know if that comes across so much in the series as it does in the books, but like in the books, he is constantly sort of thinking about himself not in a sort of self-centered way necessarily but like thinking about like his actions and the actions that have led him to wherever he is at that point in the story mm. and going like should i have done that could i have done better why do ever why do all these other people have like these expectations of me like why am i not a good father why am i not a good partner like he's a lot of like self-doubt mm. So I yeah I really struggled with him because I was like he's like this no he's like this he's like this but I think it's just because I find him to be very like multifaceted yeah no I think as he a is. character
1: and I would say like even as a perspective of someone who's only seen the TV series I think you do get that portrayal yeah in I the think TV they try they do
0: try to give him a redemption arc yeah. On the show for sure, but like so, like I, before I give him a little time, I'm just gonna read a little quote from yeah. one of the books, which is like such a beautiful quote. Cause yeah, I just his bits were my favorite bits to read. So I think this is from I can't remember which book this is from. It doesn't say. Um, it says he's. Just out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Jamie lay on his back afterwards, staring at the night sky, trying not to feel the pain that sneaked up his right arm every time he moved it. The night was strangely beautiful. The moon was a graceful crescent, and it seemed as though he had never seen so many stars. The king's crown was at the zenith, and he could see the stallion rearing, and there the swan, the moon made shy as ever, was half hidden behind a pine tree. How can such a night be beautiful, he asked himself. Why would the stars want to look down on such as me? Oh. So, like, that's, <laughs> like, those sort of thoughts come up a lot with his character where he's, like, we'll be looking at something like that and then be, like, he feels, like, unworthy of it. So, I, yeah, I went back and forth and eventually, I'm still not even sure Do that it. I think <laughs> I'm going to come down and say that I think he's a type one.
1: Interesting. <laughs> okay
0: which maybe is wrong but (laughs)
1: explain away do it
0: but like my i kept just coming back to this thing of like he's not a very good person but he does seem to really have this strong sense of right and wrong Mm. um there was another quote that i find that is also in the books when someone asks him uh this, I think it's the second book. How can you still count yourself as a knight when you have forsaken every vow you ever swore? And he says, so many vows, they make you swear and swear defend the king, obey the king, keep his secrets, do his bidding, your life for his, but obey your father, love your sister, protect the innocent, defend the weak, respect the gods, obey the laws. It's too much. No matter what you do, you're forsaking one vow or the other. Yeah. So that seems to be like his internal conflict and struggle is that like he has no idea which. Of these values that he should be upholding, mm. um, and also seems to have this like hero complex yes. <laughs> that like he wants to be perfect and he wants to be this like he- hero knight who can come in and save the day, but he's just not there. He has these like ridiculously high standards for himself, so. I mean, I'm saying he's the type one, but like I am very aware that like in terms of healthiness, he is like down the bottom somewhere would you want me from to... much of the series so
1: I uh fully have got a very different type, but do you want me to read what it says on the un- the unhealthiest level?
0: yeah, I would one? like to hear so
1: for one at the absolute unhealthiest, again, reiterate rock bottom like <laughs> this isn't your average one. It says, The realisation that they have lost control of themselves and are doing the very things they cannot tolerate in others is too much for unhealthy ones. They try to rid themselves of the apparent cause of their obsessions in themselves, others, or the environment, possibly resulting in self-mutilation, murder, or suicide."
0: I mean, I don't not self mutilation or suicide, yeah. but like he's definitely murdered some people. In a, yeah, yeah. But then, I'll I'll be honest. I also I will tell you the other types that I considered oh, for okay.
1: him. Sorry, just before you do that, the okay one above the absolute rock bottom mm-hmm. could make could help your argument. So one above rock bottom is ones are so desperate to defend themselves from their irrational desires and impulses that they become obsessed with the very parts of themselves that they want to control they begin Mm. to act out all of their repressed desires while publicly continuing to condemn them they cannot stop Mm. themselves
0: but do you know that description is like I think that's very like his relationship with Brienne, mm. where like he comes to respect and like maybe even love Brienne mm. and is represses a lot of it because yeah. he's like, I'm a Lannister, I'm everyone knows that I'm with Cersei, like I have other responsibilities. Mm. But then so the other types that I considered him being mm-hmm. were type four, because I mm-hmm. think at times he can be an emotional little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And also a type 8, because he is okay. at other points in the show really self-assured. And there's another quote from the book. Sorry, I'm just full of quotes for Jimmy. That's okay. But there's another quote where um he, I think briefly like captures Sansa Stark or okay. thinks he's gonna capture Sansa Stark and is gonna use her as a barter chip. Right. Um to bring her back to King's Landing, and then he has a thought where it says, Jamie had decided that he would return Sansa, and the younger girl as well, if he could be found. And he basically is deciding that not to return them to King's Landing, but he's gonna return them to Winterfell. Uh-huh. Um and he says it was not like him to win back his honour, but the notion of keeping faith when they all expected betrayal amused him more than he could say. Yeah. Which I think is such an interesting line because like I'm like, oh, he does like want to do the right thing but like is he doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do or because it's people don't expect it of him Mm. this is what I mean by I'm like I find him a very complicated interesting character so I would love to hear your take on his type to help me with this yeah as someone who
1: is less obsessed with jamie lannister because i i think i like jamie he's fine i but i he he didn't stand out to me as my fave
0: yeah i think i will say that it's most i mean not that the actor in the show isn't great but it is mostly jamie from the books yeah, that i'm obsessed fair. with but they do a good job of interpreting his character on the show and his relationships with people particularly
1: yeah so i actually didn't consider any of the types that you considered ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can see, I really see, you've made a really good argument for one. So, like, we're going to explore that. But so the types I was in the ballpark of were six, seven, and nine. Okay. And I settled on six.
0: Interesting. So okay.
1: My reasoning is he is very charming. He does have quite a high self image, but sixes do move towards three when they are unhealthy. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was sort of where I was going with that. He kind of loses his identity when he loses his hand, and so he's like searching for
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. But
1: yeah, so he learns to be decent when he's with Brianne, um Mm -hmm. and he starts to show off that deep down he is very honourable. Yes he he's he's so loyal he's never been with anyone except cersei apparently
0: oh i actually forgot that
1: he's dedicated he tries to be chivalrous he doesn't always succeed but
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the whole he does try and be chivalrous he only acts against cersei when he wants to be good Like, he sort of has a moment of like, okay, I'm going to act against Cersei. But then he kind of still tries to maintain loyalty with her and kind of can't keep it up. He's like... Yeah. He can't help but kind of be compelled to follow his family because that's who he's sworn loyalty to. Like, even Tyrion, who everyone else in his family kind of disregards, he actually supports and tries to help. And yeah, he kills the mad king to like Mm. save the world kind of thing but ned actually says something really interesting to him that he says you served him well while serving was safe so i feel like jamie follows people and lords them above all else when it's safe for him to do that
0: and that thing of him killing the Mad King is like, it's not a decision like he regrets, but it is a decision he thinks about a yeah, lot.
1: definitely. In
0: terms of like, was this the right thing to do? Like, I did this because somebody had to do it and not everybody calls me Kingslayer yeah. and like, this fucking sucks. But like, yeah, it's not necessarily that he regrets having done it. It's that like, the consequences that come after mm. it are kind of shitty for him. Yeah. That he has to like, put up with this name and this image.
1: And so... Also, on sort of you typing him as a one, I think he does see a lot of injustice in the world. Yeah, but I don't think he actively tries to do anything about it.
0: Yeah, and that's I where I like got stuck with it.
1: <laughs> tend to, but maybe I suppose mm. he is unhealthy. So,
0: well, that's yeah. I was like, oh. I kept gravitating towards one because I was like, he thinks so much about, like, the ethics of this world. Mm. But I kind of agree in that, like, I don't think he doesn't go out of his way to always do the right thing. In fact, like, sometimes he's given a choice and he does the wrong thing. To fuck someone else over or to to play somebody out of, like, spite in the moment. Yeah,
1: and I think I saw him as a three, as a six almost because like he because of this kind of thing of having people that you kind of go to to like bounce ideas off of and i feel initially mm. that's like cersei tywin even yeah. Tyrion to a point and then it sort of becomes brienne almost and he starts sort of lauding brienne above all else
0: yeah because he's like she wants to be a knight and he really does like support this idea um, for her of being a knight he's like yeah you can be a knight i will help you be a knight like you should be a knight and
1: he does see cersei as kind of doing the wrong thing but kind of always sticks by her regardless because sixes are like fiercely loyal
0: yeah that's i was gonna say the bit that i was like discounted i think because i didn't enjoy the way that it was written <laughs> at the very end of the series when he goes back to Cersei yeah. and basically dies with Cersei i really did not enjoy because i really enjoyed him in brianne's relationship yeah. and it's not that like that wouldn't be a true character choice for him it just felt rushed for me yeah, in the show. I get that. but like yeah that is what he does is like yeah he remains loyal to cersei to the very end and
1: and i also think there's this thing with sixes where like there's two sides to a six where there's this kind of like they have sort of It's really, like, interestingly described in The Wisdom of the Enneagram, but they kind of, like, on the one hand, are really suspicious and, like, untrusting of others, but then on the other hand, are, like, super trusting and just kind of go with stuff. Like, they kind of are always sort of at odds because they want to trust things, but they don't trust anything. And I yeah. think that Jamie he really does, have, does have two sides to himself yeah. where on the one hand, he's like, I don't want to trust anyone. And then on the other hand, he's like, yeah, but I also trust these people like so much.
0: Yeah, I think he has this thing where like, he doesn't want to need anyone. Yeah. He wants to like be able to rely on himself, but actually does need to rely on quite a lot of people yeah. especially when he loses his hand yeah. because when he loses his hand he loses like all of his self-worth yeah he like has built his entire life on like killing people and being like a king's guard mm. and now he feels like he isn't any of that because he can't fight
1: yeah so i think i i'm really interested in this type one area yeah so let's do some questions from the art of typing by ginger lapid bogda where she compares all the different types with each other so she actually says that type ones and sixes mistyping as each other happens fairly often okay and that it tends to be because there's a subtype called the self-preservation one so there's this whole thing of like subtypes with like self-preservation social and sexual subtypes
0: yeah, I, I read a little bit about this, but I don't know. I don't know it.
1: loads about it. All the, like, Enneagram experts for the last sort of five years or so have gotten very obsessed with subtypes. And, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you go to, like, Enneagram conferences and stuff, which I've attended a couple online, uh, like, every, everyone fucking loves a subtype. Um, but <laughs> I don't fully grasp the concepts of subtypes yeah. and i don't quite know all the nuances of subtypes so for me personally i don't pay much yeah. attention to i think to that them. would be a
0: bit complicated yeah. to get into on this podcast uh
1: because also a lot of people on like instagram seem very aware of subtypes and i'm less aware of them so yeah yeah i tend I know to know that you've said that i remember that it.
0: whenever i've been reading uh the Millenniagram yeah by hannah pash she talks about uh social and um, sexual subtypes, yeah. and i was like not really sure what they meant
1: yeah i good
0: to know for uh, yeah
1: if we ever do like i've been considering whether or not we should do like episodes where i just kind of like talk about aspects of the enneagram so if we ever yeah, do that maybe we'll do a subtype episode and i'll cool. actually do the research <laughs> um but anyway the first question says when you plan does your planning come from your gut or from your mind uh, god i i mean i don't know if I we can answer know. that <laughs> i don't know if that's a question that we as real humans in the real yeah. world who aren't george rr R. martin can really like answer
0: because yeah. i don't think we
1: ever see jamie really like make much of a plan
0: no, I don't, like... At least I yeah. don't
1: think I've seen him make a plan. I feel like
0: the only time he makes plans is when they're doing, like, military offensives, Yeah. And, like, you need to make a plan for that. But I also feel like we see him make what seems to be in the moment instinctual decisions. Okay. On the show, like, but you don't know watching it if that is actually an instinctual decision or if he's yeah. like, been thinking about it for a while and he just decides to play his card at that moment. Yeah. So I think that is quite a hard question to answer. Okay. We'll sk- skip yeah. that one.
1: <laughs> so when approaching a decision or an action, do you become concerned about not doing it right, not doing it perfectly and making a mistake, or are you more focused on all the negative things that might happen, particularly from external forces as a result of not doing it right. I think... Like, is he more concerned right. yeah. about the consequences or about actually yeah. not doing it right?
0: I think not doing it right because of external pressure. Yeah, I think forces. so. Like, I don't think... If he was just doing something for himself, I don't think he is that much of a perfectionist. That no. it needs to be perfect in the moment for him. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if he was doing something and there is potential negative consequences with like Cersei or other people who have power over yeah, him in some way? I think so. Then yeah, that would definitely be something that's on his mind. Yeah. I would imagine.
1: And then finally it's do you think that in most cases there is a right way to do just about anything, or do you believe that there are almost always multiple ways to proceed forward, each of which has positive aspects and downsides?
0: Multiple ways. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think so. I think you convinced me. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense for him. I think like a lot of his journey. Maybe I swung more towards one because like so much of his arc on the show, his character arc is about him redeeming himself mm. and trying to be a better person.
1: Yeah, which is but a I one I would thing say that he do. does
0: learn that there's like multiple ways to be a better person. Yeah.
1: I feel like he doesn't kind of prescribe to the idea that there's, like, one way to yeah. be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Type
1: six. Type six. And so I winged him as a type seven wing.
0: Yeah, I could say. I
1: could say yeah, because I think ultimately he's, he's quite spontaneous. There's this discussion within the Enneagram community of, like, a counterphobic six, which kind of means that, like, a six who, like, kind of goes against their instinct of fear and is kind of almost quite seven-ish of like fuck fear kind of thing
0: mm. not
1: quite to the extent of a seven and they still want that trust but i feel like at moments he leans into kind of this idea of a counterphobic six again that's something that yeah. i need to I research him, more him and but...
0: cersei are both quite alike in that they like hide their vulnerability yeah they definitely. project this like confidence out into the world yeah. of like don't fucking mess with me but actually in the moments that you do get to see them be really vulnerable you're like oh my god yeah well, and <laughs> I th- you really feel for them I think that
1: can almost come down to the fact that like as i was talking last week i think the starks have quite a type one overlay i think the Mm. lannisters have a type three overlay where they are very concerned about their self-image and how they come across in the world and they don't want to kind of they hide behind their sort of bravado and their money before Mm. showing their sort of true selves underneath yeah great so does that bring us to so jamie is a six wing seven so does that bring us to our final Lannister that we're looking at in depth? Um Tyrion.
0: Tyrion. I also love Tyrion. Yeah. He's such great. I just think the acting.
1: Oh. Peter Dinklage. Peter
0: Dinklage on the show. I mean, I know that he has won a million Emmys and he doesn't need my (laughs) approval, but like he has it. Um, I
1: think he's
0: fantastic. He
1: is. So I thought that Tyrion was a type seven. Interesting. I think he (laughs) has a very strong mind and sevens are in the thinking triad, although many might not think that they are. Um, upon first look, he has a strong awareness of, like, what's going on in the big picture sevens are like amazing at big picture things mm. and when he's kind of at more average to unhealthy levels he's just kind of focused on finding fun and like enjoying himself he's always drinking his like catchphrases that he drink i drink and i know things he says that i think he's ultimately quite optimistic he says at one point that he likes living he says that life is full of possibilities george rr R. martin apparently has said that Tyrion is who he would want to be um, even though he knows that he is not Tyrion (laughs) apparently Um, he's very kind deep down uh, especially I think you see this with like his relationships with Sansa and with Shay he cares about people deeply but i think he approaches the world with humor he's charming Mm. people like him um at his best he's very cunning and brings people together through knowledge which is where he like moves slightly more towards the like healthy five um because sevens move towards five at their best Mm-hmm. and yeah he can see the big picture as well as details he survives through his kind of cunning fun loving persona he doesn't really try too much to focus on the negatives he kind of at his more average and unhealthy levels is always looking for the next bit of fun he says to be honest i was drunk for most of like the series <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh yeah i think that's why i went for a seven how okay. did you type him because i feel like you typed I him differently <laughs> your seven. face at the moment is like <laughs> oh okay
0: you really surprised me i don't know why <laughs> i just i did not think of a seven for him at all but whenever you explained it i understood more like you yeah. thinking behind it but that is not what i <laughs> <thought> <laughs> where did you about?
1: go i'm so interested
0: i typed him as a five.
1: Oh, okay um,
0: and the reason that I did that is that I feel like he is most motivated by having knowledge as like a source of power oh. and authority in the show. Um, so there's a quote, I think it's in both the show and the the, the book where he says I have a realistic grasp on my own strengths and weaknesses my mind is my weapon mm. my brother has his sword King Robert has his warhammer, and I have my mind and a mind needs books as a sword needs a wheat wo- a stone if it is to keep its edge that is why I read so much Jon Snow when he's travelling with Jon up to the north so yeah I think like while you don't always see him with a book yeah. like, I think that's maybe the only time that you see <laughs> him with a book <laughs> I think he does like spend a lot of time like accumulating knowledge. Mm. He's like best friends with um Varys. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. the guy who has all the, the spies. Spider. Like they are very they are very close, um, and have this very like interesting friendship. Mm. And I think one of the reasons they get on is because they both like to know everything that's going on. Mm. I think like him knowing all of this stuff protects him because he is considered lesser than mm. in the show. Like he's this dwarf runt son Mm. from Tywin Lannister's point of view. He isn't able to, like, marry anybody really off of his own
1: back.
0: He just gets given women, essentially. Well, yeah, he
1: gets married to Sansa technically, and they're technically married for, like, most of the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but, like, yeah, it's, like, very much not his decision. no, not
1: even slightly.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, like, I also think... Like, all of this knowledge, like, gives him a, a step up. Mm. And it's what makes him such a good uh, hand of a king or hand of, like, a queen to Danny. Mm. Like, he's so good at helping her, like, strategize and helping her try and see the bigger picture. But he also, I think, in his personal life, is quite detached mm. and is quite, like, isolated from everyone. Like, no one can truly understand his experience of the world Mm. and I think he is quite like honorable and obviously likes to have a drink with people and get to know people but like really when it comes down to it like when he is able to like share himself completely there's not many people that he can really turn to Mm. yeah so I just thought because no that is
1: interesting
0: he has and he is also like during some of the battle scenes like he comes up with these big Mm. sort of ideas that are kind of out of the box, that win the day. Yeah. Even though he's not technically the best fighter, he is able to look at the the overall landscape and say, okay, well then this is what we need to do, because if I have knowledge of these things are going to be here, Mm. well then this is what we need to do to make this happen.
1: Yeah, I did consider Five, to be fair. I do think he is very... Mind focused, but yeah, I'm. I'm really intrigued to, to let's dip straight into the questions. Yeah, I would I love think. to look at the question um, because yeah. apparently fives and sevens don't often cause confusion. But I think obviously when you're dealing with a TV, if you're dealing with people in real life, it's probably yeah. a lot clearer <laughs> if people are fives or sevens. But I think in TV shows, and especially one where I think for Tyrion, you do see him pretty much at his worst and at his best yeah it's it's really hard to like work out a type because you see him at all the levels of healthiness basically yeah so the first question is now this might be slightly tricky to answer because it's again about how his mind works and Mm -hmm. ultimately we're not in his mind but it says does your mind work like a computer with neatly organised files and files within files, so you can retrieve information of a similar nature? Or is your mind more like a desktop containing every document as a separate file, so you can make fast connections between things? So just kind of like a mess of information on a screen.
0: Um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. This just, question just made me Considering laugh. Considering
0: computers don't exist Yeah. The world of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know that
1: Yeah. No, uh, this question really just made me laugh that. because my I'm using my boyfriend's laptop uh, to record the podcast. And his desktop is just all just a bunch of files. Oh, They're not in stress-y. folders or anything. No. And I'm just like, ah, Do you know, further actually, confirmation of you him said- being a <laughs> when you
0: said that. You were like, oh, is it about, like, having folders within folders? And I was like, my brain's not like that. (laughs) But, like, as a type 5. But then, whenever you've said the desktop thing, like, all of my stuff is organized on my desktop. (laughs) Like, I have, like, all of my apps on one side. I have all of my games on the other. On my phone, I put stuff into folders. (laughs) All of the apps on my phone. Uh So I have, like, a money folder. I have a social media folder. Uh I have a folder to do with, like book apps like yeah
1: okay (laughs) so
0: now that you've said that
1: (laughs) (laughs) so it says that in the responses to this question that fives tend to it means that they have to think about things before they talk because they kind of have to find the information um they are have a logical organized and clear mind but not necessarily a fast like retrieving mind Um, unless they know something very very well whereas sevens (laughs) often described as synthesizing all kinds of seemingly unrelated data so they just sort of bring together a big mesh of ideas and they're like here's all the Mm -hmm. ideas I have and I'm pulling things from like everything I know in a very Mm -hmm. sort of fast and like different ideas kind of just rush out of them Mm. I don't know how well we can answer this sure. question. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I can't
0: think of like a specific scene or anything like that where, which would be a good indicator. I for think that. we can, I think maybe. Yeah, we can
1: probably answer the other two better. I would say. Okay. So this one is: when you feel fear, are you usually quite aware of it, and what do you typically do in these cases, or are you less familiar with the emotion of fear? And if you do experience it, what do you typically do? So basically, what happens when he's afraid?
0: I think when he's afraid. So like the the example that I'm thinking of, I think is it's one of the early seasons when uh, King's Landing is attacked, mm,
1: the Battle and of Blackwater. He,
0: yes, and he is frightened yeah, for his life, definitely. but he does choose to go out and fight. Yeah even though he is like i'm going to die probably but i'm going to go out and do it anyway mm. um yeah
1: so it says that fives are very familiar with fear and can give you examples of times they've been very afraid um yeah. they're thoughtful and introspective um and they tend to step back reflect and strategize about how to deal with what they're feeling whereas sevens may indicate that they feel fear occasionally or they might not even know how to answer it and that uh, sevens if they feel fearful and anxious they most often kind of go into their minds and think about something else usually something pleasant or positive and if that doesn't work they will think about almost anything as an unconscious method to move away from fear so they just kind of go fuck fear basically and they don't they wouldn't know how to answer a question about fear really
0: Mm. i with that explanation would say he's more of a five Mm. for that question because i think in that scene he is not necessarily going fuck fear and i don't think fear is a an emotion that he like feels unfamiliar with i think he's like quite fearful a lot of the time he just knows how to deal with it yeah he's able to to put it somewhere and be like cool this is how i'm gonna deal with this Mm. like i think that scene is very much him going i'm probably gonna die but i am gonna accept that and i'm gonna go outside and i'm gonna fight because somebody needs to step up yeah yeah so yeah i would lean towards a five i think
1: yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna accept you saying that because i'm not sure (laughs) um so then our final question is how would you describe the way that you engage with other people do you step back observe and then decide whether you want to engage with another person or do you move towards engagement with others and engage as long as you can with someone you find new and interesting until you get bored so basically a new person is a in front of him does Hmm. he move towards them and go hey let's find everything out about you that's interesting or new or does he kind of go hmm i'm gonna wait a minute
0: no i think he is an observer i think he would wait and watch somebody and then come up with them (laughs) Like I'm pretty sure he does this with Jon Snow, where like he basically just watches him a lot mm. in the first like episode or two, he does. and then whenever they start traveling together, he remarks and he's like, "You have this chip on your shoulder, but being a bastard, and you need to get over it." And Jon Snow is like, "What the
1: fuck?" <laughs> An accurate depiction, <laughs> let's be honest. And
0: Tyrion's like, "Yeah, dude, come on." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think I'm I'm semi-shocked at discovering this but i think you've convinced me of five yeah because i yeah i think maybe yeah his seven tendencies probably come from his unhealthy levels
0: well i would yeah that's what i was gonna say i think it's very interesting that a seven when they are healthy moves towards a five Mm. and a five when they are unhealthy moves towards a seven because i could see that when he is unhealthy he is like scattered he does yeah. do impulsive things he drinks he like fucks prostitutes mm. he's he very much is like like i think when he is not feeling good about himself that is when he would walk up to a stranger and start a conversation and be like tell me everything about yourself but actually those situations tend to get him in trouble well, because yeah
1: and now i'm even thinking like when he when varis first is kind of like i want you to basically become daenerys's advisor yeah he's very much like oh no i don't know enough like i'm not i'm not skilled enough which like is a very five thing fives want to be competent and like know stuff They want to come to the table being like, here's all the information I have. And unless they feel confident enough to go, here's everything I know, I know everything about this topic, they don't want to do it. They're like, no, I don't want to do that. Whereas a seven would kind of be like, yeah, lol, why not? Like,
0: yeah, I'll learn on the job. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I did. Yeah, I considered five for a moment, but I think I got too wrapped up in his unhealthy tendencies.
0: Yeah. And I think the idea of like uh, when a five is healthy, that they are more like an eight, mm. like the moments when he is in control, yes. he is very self assured. He is a really good leader of people oh and men God, yes. when he is in a good place. So
1: much. So, where do you think his wing is then?
0: I think he is a wing four. Okay. Because he does appreciate beautiful things. He appreciates beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> he appreciates beautiful wine. Like, he does indulge in his emotions and like his like especially when it comes to relationships he very much is like cool i'm gonna be in my emotions for this and like feel what i want to feel yeah he just takes a little bit longer to like put it out yeah
1: when i think fives with a wing six tend to be a bit more fearful of the world in general and i don't think he's that fearful no. of the world he's got the fear yeah. there a little bit but it's more a fear of like him being taken advantage of or him yeah. dying in the world kind of thing yeah. rather than like a just generic fear of the i think like everything. so much
0: of yeah so much of his like character comes from this thing of him being this like dwarf mm. that everybody is like you're ridiculous and you're not fit to rule yeah that like he, he, I think his biggest fear in the world is being, like, incapable and useless.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. So Tyrion is a five wing four. I love that.
0: Yay. So
1: does that bring us to Mother of Dragons, Woman of Many Names, Daenerys Targaryen. I'm not going (laughs) to list all of her names because I don't know most of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, that takes up like a paragraph. Yeah, every 100%. time. I love <laughs> that
1: they still do it sometimes. Though they're like, yes, this is the moment for her to list everything that she has as a name. <laughs>
0: so, so, Daenerys, yeah,
1: you take the lead. You go first.
0: I think, and again, like I, this is like recurring with this show. Is just all the characters are so complex yeah. that it feels easy to type them (laughs) in multitudes of ways. Yeah, if you disagree with Um, us, please
1: email or tweet us. (laughs) Because we um, could be wrong.
0: Yeah, because I I feel like there's a high chance for disagreement with these ones. But uh, I think that Daenerys Targaryen is a type (gasps) 2. Okay.
1: Because...
0: Shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I... I'm going off of the idea of a type two, like the basic desire of type two is that they want to be loved Mm -hmm. and that they are scared of not being loved or being unworthy of love Mm. and that they want to be appreciated. They want others to like worship them, I guess, a little bit. And I think she definitely has some of that. So yeah, I think she is an unhealthy too to make this very clear <laughs> yeah. like, massively massively <laughs> unhealthy that like this idea of like her craving love means that like she's able to excuse and rationalize what she does because she feels like victimized by others, she's like angry with others um, and that she feels that people owe her. So I think like this is the reason why when she is she's meant to be going to Westeros, she's decided, cool, I'm gonna be Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Excellent. She spends so long getting to Westeros,
1: And
0: so long in the city of Marine in particular. Mm. And because that is mainly because she decides on her way that she's gonna free all the slaves. Which is a really nice idea. To free all the slaves <laughs> like don't get me wrong we don't want the slave trade. no
1: absolutely not <laughs>
0: but like she does not think about the consequences that are going to come with that like she doesn't think about the fact that some of the slaves are don't like have been with these families for ages they don't want to deal well with the consequences and are like elderly going elsewhere Some of them are elderly, she doesn't think about the fact that the slave owners are all going to turn around and say, like, well, what are we meant to do now? I'm not going to pay for these people to work. She has these dragons. She's like, the dragons are fine, I'll just send them out into the world. One of her dragons eats all of the sheep in the surrounding city Everyone comes to her and is like, hey, you're dragging at all of my farm animals. And she's like, oh, no. Whoops. (laughs) So, like, she does all these things that, like, she thinks is going to help people. And she expects in return that these people are going to love her. They're going to make her, like, a queen. Everyone's going to, everyone is so excited for her to be queen of Westeros. Like, people constantly tell her and she constantly seems to need this, like, affirmation that like, oh, in Westeros there is like secret parties and people are raising the Targaryen flag in secret, like they're waiting for you to come. And like, she seems to really cling on to this idea and really need it Mm. and really need to be like wanted and loved in that way, Mm. but in a very unhealthy way where she like uses it to excuse pretty much everything that she does. Mm. (laughs) So yeah, that was my
1: (laughs) my cue with
0: um, because I think, like when she is healthy, whenever like she has her relationship with um Khal Drogo in the very beginning of the series, like they have such a beautiful romance, you know, like once you get over the fact of hot mad, mm. <laughs> like they do genuinely come to love each other, yeah, that like you can see that she has the capacity to be healthy more like a four mm. and like be very like giving and like creative and loving and like very much putting her emotions on a, like a plate for him and when she is stressed out i think she does act more like an eight where she is like "Fuck this everyone has pissed me off i'm just gonna burn down this entire village now because that's what you guys deserve yeah and if you had of paid me the correct attention then we would be in this situation. Yeah. So yeah, I think because this idea of like twos having issues with like potentially being a bit possessive or even acknowledging what they need, mm. that's why I came down on two. But I feel like you disagree. I do. So I'd love to hear what um, oh, I'd love to hear what type you give her. So
1: interestingly, I am on the arrow line of you, in that I typed her as a type eight, the Challenger.
0: Okay, I can see that. Yeah,
1: so I think that she views herself as this like protective mother that is going to like change the world and like she is the leader that everyone needs. Like she has quite a sort of high idea of herself. She mm-hmm. takes strength from the fact that she has been through hardship. Like she kind of yeah. sees her hardship as as her strength and is like, yeah i'm strong because i've been through all this shit but she doesn't want to be seen as vulnerable so i think the example for this for me is when she meets all those like widows of the Carls, like the yeah. i can't remember what they're and called she, she, but she like kind of expected like
0: expected to go and yeah them she's like I, she I don't want to do this
1: this isn't me yeah. i'm not a victim i am daenerys targaryen like i'm a badass she says at one point, I'm assuming this is very late on, um, that she says she doesn't have love, she only has fear. Like, when she's talking about whether or not people love or fear her, nearing the end of the season, she kind of decides, I only have fear, so let's fucking make it fear then. Like,
0: fuck okay. everyone.
1: Yeah, I can see that. And she, someone, I think it's uh, Dario Naharis, is that his name? The hot mm-hmm. guy <laughs> um <laughs> he tells her that she's not a ruler she's good at conquering like she's a conqueror and yeah. i feel like that's very well, that's basically
0: what she does when she is yeah not in westeros is that she moves from city to city to city basically taking them under her control yeah. and then like she leaves behind a lot of yes yeah. Like all of these other cities that she vacates for the next one are like in ruins Mm. and she thinks that she has saved them and actually she's made their lives a lot more difficult. Yeah,
1: and I think she refuses to negotiate. She kind of just goes, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Fuck all of you. Like with the whole slave thing, the slave uh, owners and the slaves come to her with a variety of issues that they're experiencing and she's kind of like well i made this decision so that's the decision we're sticking with Mm. and she says that she has faith not in the gods but in myself she sees herself as no ordinary woman and i think i was sort of thinking about it i was like does she care more about people or power and ultimately i think she chooses power like when you see her destroying king's landing with like riding on her dragon burning everything she's not considering yeah. the people she's considering vengeance and power and the throne like she just wants that power and she likes i think the reason she like ends up liking the dothraki is because they're sort of raw and like hardy and she like sees them as yeah she sees herself as similar to them and when like
0: and i guess this thing of her collecting these names like yeah. throughout the show her names get longer and longer and longer like it's less about the fact that she has broken these people's chains mm. it's more about the fact that she gets to say she is yeah. Daenerys Targaryen, Breaker of Breaker chains, of train, yeah. Mother of Dragons like yeah. that it it is a status symbol and, to some extent yeah
1: and when like even when like Viserys is killed like she just says quite like coldly like she's just like he was no dragon. Like she's yeah. like so like I think I mean, quite power fair, Viserys- hungry.
0: <laughs> Viserys is quite. Oh, he's um, a wet flannel.
1: He's so annoying. <laughs>
0: he's like. Well, he's also he's quite abusive towards yeah. her. like emotionally abusive. Oh yeah. Um, he sells her to be like raped by this yeah. man. Um, and he is also like power hungry. Yeah, like, he thinks he is going to be the king and be like. He thinks he is the dragon and tells her that she is not. Yeah so i think that moment for her is very much like her taking oh up yeah, up yeah and being like no i I was the dragon yeah. all
1: along." but yeah i think she's kind of unflinching and inflexible she just kind of goes around screaming about the iron throne and her dragons and like says the iron throne is mine and i will take mm. it she's a natural leader she's uncompromising she just kind of she leaves essos to go and seek more power. She's like, well, okay, I've conquered this city, I've conquered that city, I need to go and conquer this place, I need to go and conquer this place. She needs it like, big and bold, and like, she says, I'm not a politician, I'm a queen. Like, she...
0: Mm. I find a quote that I think supports <laughs> what you <were laughs> saying. You. I, you're saying. Thank you. You're sort of convincing me the more that you you chat. Um, This quote is from A Dance with Dragons, mm. which is one of the later books. Um... like Daenerys has all these like romantic relationships but like she's now that I'm thinking about it like she does want the affection Mm. she wants like she obviously craves the attention but like she also is very much like she'll sleep with someone and then be like cool I'm done with you Mm. goodbye like get on my (laughs) eyes and even whenever she falls in love like none of her romantic relationships are lasting Mm. and like but they never become like she is like afraid of like marrying someone and then being king because that will displace her her as queen. So this quote uh, says Daenerys Targaryen loved her captain but that was the girl in her not the queen Ooh. and um, she says Prince Rhaegar loved his lady Liliana and thousands died for it Daemon Blackfyre loved the first Daenerys and rose in rebellion when denied her steel and Bloodraven both loved Shiera Seastar and the Seven Kingdoms Bled The Prince of Dragonflies loved Jenny of Oldstone so much he cast aside a crown and Westeros paid the bride price in corpses. Her love for Dario is poison.
1: Ooh. What which it. is very like see- which, because they're yes, afraid that of that vulnerability love. that weakness like
0: that if she were to have a partner it would ruin her it would ruin her ability to rule yeah. and that people would die because of it yeah
1: I think she yeah I agree with that she like leaves Dario in Essos just to be like have fun <laughs> like <See you> <laughs> what the hell yeah and she, yeah another quote from her I will take what is mine like she just Yeah, I guess Westeros that's another reason that
0: so many men are attracted to her. Yeah. As well. That like they're attracted to power mm. and authority and independence. Yeah. Should we do the questions just for the hell of it? Even though I think I'm pretty convinced. Well, so it
1: says two versus eight often happens. And like, I don't know if I've described this before. Well, I've talked about eight women before, but eight women often mistype themselves as twos because eights Mm. are seen as sort of more masculine. Maybe,
0: yeah, maybe that's where I'm coming from is like, I think she would see herself as being like, I am loving, I'm a caring person, Mm. I'm giving these people love, they Mm. should give me love in return, I think is where I was coming from with the two angles. Yeah,
1: and I think, to be honest, this first question might just decide it for us without the other two. (laughs) But it is a question on leadership. Mm. Do you believe you were born to support others and will lead others only when it is necessary? Or were you born to lead organize and make big things happen. <laughs>
0: now, she's the queen. <laughs> she was born to lead. Yeah, yeah I don't she's think This idea isn't she. I don't think she
1: would ever <laughs> say that she was not born to like lead and be yeah. in charge and in control. Yeah.
0: She's created this whole like myth for herself as oh, well, like, yeah she was born born in a storm. Yeah and like that she had to be spirited away and was a secret princess Mm -hmm. for so many years like she has like created her own mythology oh yeah
1: she's she is an icon and I think for a very long time I was like yes absolutely I want Daenerys on the throne and but to be honest as it got longer and longer I like loved when she like destroyed everyone with her dragons (laughs) but also I was like like, oh this probably isn't great like (laughs)
0: I, th- I think like for a really long time i wanted her to be the queen yeah and then when you sort of see all of the damage she's done in yeah wing, you're like um maybe
1: maybe not too much <laughs> probably for the best <laughs> maybe don't uh, burn the
0: people that you've come to see
1: <laughs> yeah probably for the best that Jon snow uh
0: What wing did you give her?
1: Oh, completely forgot about wings. I gave her a wing seven because I think it. She's, you know, she. Yeah.
0: Although I, yeah, I
1: think she's more like impulsive and spontaneous than she is like. Thoughtful and like peaceful. I think she wishes she was a wing nine, but I don't think that yeah. she is. <laughs> no, I can
0: <couldn't> see that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be my cool. yeah wing for her.
0: Daenerys Targaryen, type eight with a wing seven. Yeah,
1: great. We have two more characters. We have two more characters. About. We have been going for an hour and ten. This might yeah. be our longest episode.
0: <laughs> this I think. Last week we were able to agree a mm. lot more. Surprisingly. Um, and yeah. this week we've had a lot of disagreements yes.
1: These are tricky characters Let's not lie
0: Should we chat about Brienne of Tarth? Yeah
1: that's the order I've got them in So cool. Brienne of Tarth I is our next character
0: think Brienne of Tarth but I think, I think Brianna twice is fairly easy. I think
1: type. so. I, I, for a moment, I was like, when I was first researching, I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh no, she's easy. So I typed her as a type one.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: I like looked at you then because I was like, Catherine's going to say something else. Um, no. So I think she is very loyal and chivalrous. She is a true knight. Um yes. She is honourable, noble, morally upright willing to die for what she believes in yeah. she does have a we'll an... go
0: to the ends of the earth yeah. to find sansa and arya Jesus after she's Christ promised Catelyn on her death does she end. go
1: above and beyond to find yeah. sansa and arya she uh, has an idealized view of what it is to be a knight and an idealized view of how the world should be and she ultimately wants to believe the world is good and that people are good um, and she wants to be good she's very serious she doesn't really know how to have fun. bless her she maintains her vows she sticks to the rules she lives to serve, but she struggles to find the right person to serve because they keep dying but she wants to serve like good people like yeah. she serves Renly initially and she sees Renly as a really good person and as someone who like upholds what she believes in then she serves Catelyn because she sees Catelyn as a upstanding person and then she serves Sansa I think like when she's having to deal with Jamie, she like doesn't want to deal with Jamie. she judges him yeah. a lot because she has a particular black and white view of how people are jamie as we were discussing is like the greyest of gray areas and she like doesn't know how to deal with a gray person because she sees the world as like good and bad and so she has deemed jamie as bad but then jamie kind of makes her go wait what like and kind of blows her mind a little bit
0: i think to bounce off of that when she is very like healthy and like I think this is something that Jamie brings out in her, uh ones become more like a seven when Mm. they're healthy. And she is very like spontaneous and like a little bit more like he sort of goads her a little bit sometimes into being a little a little less serious. A bit more
1: rebellious.
0: But when she's in a a not healthy place they can be like moody Mm -hmm. and irrational, like a type four and like she definitely has some moody faces. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> she pulls some pieces, so yeah, I completely agree. i yeah. think she's ethical, one hundred percent type one. Yeah, um, I gave her a wing nine because oh, I felt okay. like she wanted, like she wants just to have a good world and like to have peace of mind. But I could also see her being a wing. Two. I
1: did type her as a wing two, and that's mostly because I think she likes. The idea that people will rely on her, she mm. likes people relying on her, and I think yeah. if she didn't have someone relying on her, she would feel a bit of a loss. Like I think you yeah, see when true. when Sansa is like, "No, I don't want you," and when Arya is yeah. like, "No, I don't want you," they she kind of is like, "Well, no, like I'm I'm here to help you," much yeah, like a tool almost. Is <laughs> like, no, I i i'm my my job is to help you so i'm here to help you
0: i think like how what she can i help really have from a two is like this need to be thanked for what she's doing though yeah i think she kind of just wants to help people to help
1: them let me but yeah let me have a look at the so there's uh little descriptions of the each wing in the wisdom of the enneagram so let me just find those So, the one with a wing nine is The Idealist, and they are highly discerning, wise, and civilised. They can be scholarly and erudite, um, maintaining a dispassionate philosophical stance no. that focuses on long-range concerns. So essentially, very like they can be introverted, she's, she's reclusive. She's
0: not She's not very erudite. Like she's not very learned.
1: Yeah, they are less likely to engage in the politics necessary to bring about the reforms that they believe in. The anger within them is harder to detect, whereas with a wing two, they are called the advocate. People of this subtype blend their quest for ideals and higher principles with empathy and compassion for others. Uh, They're less purely idealistic, and they are genuinely interested in improving the lot of mankind.
0: Yeah, I think that's... More genuine, yeah, they're more I overtly
1: think. passionate, interpersonal. They're very active and outgoing. Yeah.
0: Brianne of Tarth, type one with a wing.
1: Two. Yeah, I like that.
0: And last but Finally. not least, Samuel Tarly. Oh, gosh, this is a mammoth episode. It is.
1: I love Samuel Tarly quite a lot. Yeah. He's, he's so sweet. Where did you find him on the Enneagram?
0: I said that Sam was a type 5.
1: Oh no. (laughs) Um, But I did
0: go back and forth between the type 5 and the type 6.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Because I feel like he is massively loyal Mm. to. The characters that he meets and like i think even there might be something to do with his house to do with like his house is meant to be a really loyal house
1: yes it is
0: and then he sort of gets cast out from that but then sort of proves himself to be to be even better than like actually his family are mm. i i think i was leaning maybe more towards a six but then i read this quote <laughs> <laughs> from one of the books and it says, before he had lost his sight, the Meister had loved books as much as Samuel Charlie did. He understood the way you could sometimes fall right into them as if, as if each page was a hole into another world. I and I just that love that quote. idea that Sam... That's how he sees books yeah. as like this sort of escape into another world, and a lot of his arc in the show and the um in books is about him trying to become a master, mm. uh, for the Night's Watch. Um, so he has to learn literally how to like know everything that there is to know Mm. about the history of westeros um he's sent like for training and like it's basically just like left in a library Mm. (laughs) which is like he's he's like this is great but he also does like miss his friends quite a lot Mm. so yeah i was very between those two types i landed on a type five
1: yeah i definitely considered five and before Going into like looking into Samwell, I was like, oh, he's a five. But I ended up actually typing him as a type two. Oh. And also, yeah. like, I was on the five train as well because, as I was saying earlier, George R. Martin wishes he was Tyrion, but he said yeah. he's actually Samwell. <laughs> and I think George R. Martin is a five. But, so my reasoning for a type 2 is, while he loves documenting knowledge and books, he does have this really kind, loyal side to him. And he always puts others in front of himself. He does want to become a maester, but when he actually goes to Old Town, all of the maesters are very 5-ish. Mm. And I don't think he feels like he fits in with oh, that. Yeah,
0: he does fit in with And he ends up them. like
1: stealing all the books to go and help Jon Snow and doesn't actually like complete his training. He ends up putting someone else in front of his knowledge and his thirst yeah. for knowledge.
0: Yeah, isn't it like that he goes and he basically feels like they're not active enough? Yeah. Like they're just sitting, they're just isolated from the world reading books. Yeah. But they're not actively doing anything to help anyone else. Yeah. That's a very good point.
1: So one of the quotes I have from him is that he made, I made a promise to defend the wall and I have to keep it. He always puts others before himself. He dislikes violence. But he does expect recognition. He mm. wants to, he really wants to help and he is really giving. But he does want recognition. He uh, is downtrodden by his family, but he like kind of craves his family loving him and he wants his family to like care about him. Yeah. But his dad just doesn't. And his dad is awful to him because I think twos are sort of seen as quite feminine in their energy. And I think almost because his family are all about military and dedication, yeah.
0: his dad
1: doesn't see his his dedication. He is the ultimate supporter of Jon Snow. He doesn't mind being in the sidelines. He is afraid of most things, so I can see kind of the six-ishness. He is brave but and strong deep down. Um, like he kills a white walker and uh, a then, yeah, but he kind of doesn't want to have to, and he's so protective of like Gilly. He like can't, yeah. I was gonna help, like, him, but leave and, Gilly behind. Like
0: his and Gilly's relationship is so sweet, yeah, it's like one of the sweetest relationships in the show, and it's so like pure compared to so many of the others. Like they genuinely very much care from each other care for each other and care about helping each other Mm. and like the idea that she's like pregnant and that he's like cool i will just help you with no questions asked and then she names the baby sam
1: (laughs) yeah i love that so yeah i don't have much of a reason why i went for two over six i think it was because like he likes this recognition and also like i don't think he feels like I don't feel like he needs support. He doesn't I don't feel like he needs to trust other people to support them. I think he just is like, I'm gonna support you now, kind of yeah. thing. Like he dedicates himself to Jon Snow without really knowing Jon Snow.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's very suspicious of new people no. the way that a six might be.
1: But I do see the five angle because he he wants to be a maester. One of the quotes I got yeah. was he always wanted to be a wizard um which like when i saw him say that i was like i completely forgot he ever said that but that is the cutest thing and such a like samuel tarley thing to do um so this means that we're revisiting the type two versus type five page which i don't think is very common no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's the second time we've come here, and the first time was when we were trying to uh, type a an otherworldly being. <laughs> and <laughs> now we're trying to type Tali. If Samuartali. you want to see where else we decided between a two and a five, listen to our Good Place episode. So, do you believe that the world is filled with an abundance of resources that should be shared with others... Or is the world comprised of scarce resources that need to be conserved
0: no it's the first one yeah I think like so. he's like everything should be shared with everyone
1: yeah oh he's so sweet i love this him. is
0: why he gets bullied
1: i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: People nice
1: watch. <laughs> oh bless him um when someone is experiencing an emotional difficulty and you are in the person's presence do you experience the other person's feelings internally almost as if they were your own or do you listen with concern about uh, with concern but are more detached from your own emotional reaction
0: yeah, no, he I, he would be more empathetic, I think. I think, think so. Like, he isn't a very isolated person, which I guess I overlooked when thinking about <laughs> whether he was a type five. I didn't really think, I was just like, oh, he likes books. I think it's easy, <laughs> yeah, I
1: think it's easy to type him as a five because... So much of his character is focused on, it's like, being Prince, a master and, like, just learning so, is, and knowledge.
0: He is friendly, he is generous, he is self-sacrificing, which are mm. all two qualities.
1: Yeah, I think so. And then which do you trust more, emotions or logic? And which do you distrust more, emotions or yeah, logic? Yeah, I
0: think the decision to leave... The Citadel with all of those books yeah. would say to me that he is emotionally driven by his relationship with his friends, yeah than the logic that the other Meisters have of like, we will sit and we will read these books and we will send ravens out to people mm. and that will get stuff done. And he's like, yeah. no, that's not good enough.
1: Yeah, because I think that's what did it for me. Is I think almost if you if you met Sam. And you only ever saw him and he got to the Citadel, the old town or whatever it's called. And then he just stayed there or you like just never saw him again. Yeah. I think you would be more inclined to think he was a five. I think there's still an argument of him being I a I honestly
0: forgot what happened after he went for his <laughs> ministry. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, I think you've completely won me over. That makes a lot of sense that he's a type two, and also it's to be honest quite nice to see a type two that isn't a woman. Yeah, in a show, it's and nice to see it like represented by a man. See mom. a
1: type two that survives to the end of Game of Thrones.
0: Yes, yeah, he, he survives because he has a happy family. Let's not lie. It, aren't they like, like
1: twos? I don't think last long in the world of Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> In the in the final season, mm. they're pregnant, and if the child is a boy, they're gonna name him John.
1: Oh, which is yeah. just like
0: the cutest oh, ending less. for them. So, what a nice place to, right? to finish talking about all of his the main characters. Is? Um, I think I would have to say he would be a wing one. That's what I he said. Is more concerned with doing the right good thing. Yeah. Than I think he is so. with his own image. Yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah. That is a lovely place to finish with the main characters actually.
0: We have a ton of side characters. Because obviously oh this is my God. <laughs> this has already been a very long episode. Yeah. Last week's one was much shorter than both of us anticipated it being, to be honest, and the reason that we split this into two is because there's so many characters in the Game of Thrones world, so we normally do a quick fire where we run through different characters we can't explain or justify or try to agree on a type. We are just going to shout out some names and some types, and you can tell us if you agree with us. We have a lot to still get through because we have so many favourite characters that we wanted to try and get into.
1: So so, shall we? Let's just do it, it. Yeah.
0: Tywin Lannister
1: three eight. Jorah Mormont three six.
0: Marjorie Tyrell three
1: three. <gasps> Elena Tyrell
0: three eight. Uh, Joffrey Baratheon three seven.
1: Ooh. Tommen
0: Baratheon two <laughs>
1: nine.
0: <laughs> I feel we see so little of him. Bless him. Uh, Melisandre.
1: Five four? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stannis Baratheon. It one. Robert Bra- Oh, sorry. Shay. Oh. Let's do Shay.
0: I said type nine. I said type Shay. two. Okay. Uh,
1: Robert Baratheon. Seven. It <laughs> Oberin Martel. <laughs>
0: Two. Seven.
1: Ah! Um, and then I'm just going to throw one more in that we completely forgot about is Varys. three. Uh, three.
0: Five,
1: I think. <laughs> that was fun.
0: So many disagreements. <laughs> I know. Disagreements.
1: I think we could honestly, if we were to ever do a side character episode, it would be this series.
0: Yeah. And I think like, like we were talking about uh, in last week's episode part one. Uh, so many of these characters are so multifaceted mm. as characters, which makes them fantastic yeah. characters. Yeah. Oh,
1: brilliant.
0: Um, but makes them much more difficult to type than like the Winnie the Pooh characters were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any more Enneagram thoughts after typing this multitude of people?
1: Um, I might, but first I think we should give our awards.
0: Oh gosh, of course we should.
1: <laughs> so, um, so we have awards that we give out uh, at the end of every episode of the person who is most like their type that they could possibly be. Um, mm-hmm. And that is called the Oops, I Did It Again Award. And then we have the type that was the most, the person who was the most difficult to type. And that is the clumsy award. I think
0: it a lot of people this week, to be honest.
1: (laughs) So who would you like to give the, wait, is it you to do the Upsided Again yes, Award? She- yeah. Who would you I'll like to it. give Oopsided Again to? I
0: will give the upside Again Award to Cersei Lannister okay. for blowing up a church <laughs> with her, <laughs> with lots of people Jesus. in it and her daughter in law so that she can Fuck be queen me. again.
1: <laughs> that was that is a
0: that is that is a peak type three action yeah, right there. <laughs> that is the
1: best ten minutes of television ever, though. Like wow, that opening. Yeah,
0: she goes for it.
1: Yeah. So, um, who would
0: you like to give the clumsy mm, award to for the most confusing wow. character to type? Geez. We have some choice.
1: We have a lot of choice. Oof, oof. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with. Mostly because I didn't consider any of the types that you considered for this person and you didn't consider any of the types that no. I considered for this person, Jamie Lannister, because yeah. wow. <laughs> what a, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I did watch a, one of the video essays I watched was like saying that Jamie Lannister is the most human character in the series. And to be honest, mm let's not lie that's uh that's probably more like accurate to how it is to type a real human being <laughs> a real human being
0: as opposed to a fictional character
1: um yeah so Amazing. yeah um so my enneagram tip following on from that for the week is typing real people very 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 <laughs> very, very very different to typing fictional characters If you are someone who loves the Enneagram and is so obsessed with it, as I am and have been ever since I learned about it, what, how long ago was that? Like six, seven years ago? Yeah. Um, Then please, 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 when sharing it with your friends, discuss it with them. Rather than just saying, you are this type, like, because X, Y, Z. Talk to them, learn about their motivations get the art of typing by ginger Lapid Bogdra and ask them some of the questions in there get i've got like uh three or four textbooks on the enneagram and even i don't feel like i know that much about it i've done enneagram conferences i've gone to enneagram online lessons like i i've done a lot but even i don't feel prepared to just like go around typing everyone i meet so yeah Real people yeah. are very different to fictional characters.
0: You could even type with care. Listen to our podcast together. And <gasps> yeah. What you think? All the different characters. That are would be such a good idea because I think the reason that we enjoy talking about fictional characters, we say we have, we're talking about fictional characters' lives to avoid obsessing over our own. Yeah. I is because it's much easier to relate this stuff to your real life mm. through the lens of a fictional characters So maybe yeah. you could pick a bunch of characters that you think are your type or yeah. T A TA and talk about what types you think they are, rather than yeah. directly typing a friend.
1: Because ultimately like typing a fictional character has no bearing on the world. No. George R. R. Martin isn't gonna come and to our houses and like, shoot us. <laughs> and because tell us we wrong. We were it's wrong. Fine. Like it's yeah no one involved in game of thrones is actually gonna care <laughs> no. um, what is your writing tip for the week Catherine?
0: my writing tip for the week uh is very much taken from this week's episode i think particularly hmm. is um when using the enneagram if you want to use it as a tool for writing i think go into the different types and really have a look at the different levels of healthiness and unhealthiness Mm. because I think so many of these characters are so well written because not only are they a certain type, they are a certain type that behaves very differently in very different situations depending on how healthy or unhealthy Mm. they are in that scene. So I think it could be a really fun writing exercise to Mm. have a character who is in exactly the same situation and you write them once and they are the healthiest they've ever been in that situation and you write that scene again and they are the unhealthiest they've ever been in that situation and just see how that comes out differently with the character. I think that could be really fun. I
1: love that idea. That's such a good idea.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's it for Game of Thrones for the moment. Yes. If you were obsessed (laughs) with this, and listen to all of it all like nearly three hours of Jeez, podcast yeah. <laughs> and you want us to talk even more there's so many more characters i so we would probably be go yeah, in and do i a would definitely be episodes. up for doing a,
1: a side characters episode of this um although we fully reserve the right to only pick our favorite characters <laughs> yeah um now we've done the main ones <laughs>
0: And there's also a prequel coming on at some point. So maybe yeah, we'll watch I've heard that in the that. future and do that one in the future.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but for now, that's it for us. And we'll be back next week with another episode or another yeah. film to chat about. Yeah, I
1: believe we'll be moving on to a film next time. Yeah. So who knows what that will be. <laughs>
0: So uh, well, we'll catch you then. Bye. Leave us a review if you like the show. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Enya Obsessed. That's E-N-N-E-A Obsessed. We're also on Instagram at Enneagram Obsessed Port. And if you completely disagreed with everything that we were saying, send us an email at Enneagram Obsessed At gmail.com.
1: Or you can leave us a voicemail um, so we can actually hear your voices at anchor.fm forward slash enneagram obsessed.
0: Help I'm Obsessed with the Enneagram is created and produced by us, Kyle Van davies and Kathy McFall.
1: Music is What a Wonderful Day by Shane Ivers from Silvermansound.com. See you next time. (laughs) See you next time.